This episode was recorded live on Facebook and YouTube, and it was really awesomeness. There may be some audio distortion here or there, but we did our best to bring it back to you across all the different platforms that you're used to. So we are talking about emotional health in this episode, and I pray that it will bless your soul. So now let's get into it. Uh, so today I'm going to give you the main scripture, but I'm going to take you on a journey as to how we got to that main passage today. And so hopefully it'll be awesomeness for you all. And uh, yeah, we'll just go for it. This is the main passage. This is the main scripture uh, that I want to share. It's Hebrews uh, chapter four, verses 14 through 15. And uh, what it says, it says, therefore, since we have a great high priest, who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So that's the main text. Hebrews chapter four, verse 14 through 15. Uh, so recently, Actually, February, uh, not February, Friday, <laughs> I started therapy, th started therapy because I have been on autopilot. Uh, things were getting done, but my mind was on other things. Um, I would be physically present, but mentally absent. By God's grace, I was able to realize this uh, before things got worse. And so I started therapy. Um, and as an entrepreneur, as a husband, as a father, you know, I wear a lot of hats. And so there tends to be a lot of things going on in my mind. Like I'm always thinking of something. And I also have a high tolerance with things. And it takes a lot to get me angry or upset or offended. Or so I thought. <laughs> because the truth is, I do get offended. I get mad. I get hurt regularly. But I use my high tolerance as an excuse to not deal or understand my emotions. And so a couple of weeks ago, I began listening to a song called It's Okay by uh, Chandler, Moore, Chandler Moore. And I realized that I wasn't okay. <laughs> it's okay to not be okay. That's the name of the song. But I realized that I wasn't okay and something was off with me. Um, it was on that day that I realized I had um, so many emotions stirred up within me that I did not deal with over the course of this year. And yet, and we all know that this year has been really hectic and crazy, chaotic, you know? And I haven't been dealing with these emotions uh, throughout the year. And it just took one song, one song to burst everything wide open. That's when I realized that I was on autopilot uh, and I needed to go to therapy because I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Out of nowhere, all these emotions, all these feelings are just coming out. And I'm like feeling... Um, bombarded out of nowhere, you know, like some guerrilla warfare tactic. Uh, but I was not emotionally healthy, not at all, not one bit. Uh, and so, but what does it mean to even be emotionally healthy? Being emotionally healthy doesn't mean that you're happy all the time, you know, it means you are aware of your emotions, uh, that you can deal with them, whether they're positive or negative. Emotionally healthy people. Uh, they, you know, we feel stress, anger, sadness, but you know how to manage your negative feelings. 
uh, and a emotionally healthy person can tell when a problem is more than they can handle on their own. They also know when to seek help. So fast forward, fast forward to just a day ago. I go to bed early after my therapy session and I wake up at 2.30 a.m. And I do the most responsible adult thing to do. I binge watch a show called Heroes. It's a really great show, by the way. Um, I didn't under—I didn't understand anything about the show back in the day when I was younger, but now I understand everything that's happening, and I really like the show. But anyway, I binge watched it, which is terrible uh, <laughs> at two thirty a.m. in the morning. Uh, but I was unaware of the time because all of a sudden I heard a, like "doof" in the kitchen, and then I saw like lights flashing on in the kitchen, and slowly our door, my bedroom door opens because my toddler's son is awake it's 7 a.m in the morning almost 7 a.m in the morning which means i binge watched that show for four hours and now i'm feeling exhausted and in my mind thinking why in the world did i do that knowing that i have responsibilities so in my, in my mind i'm like okay okay it's cool it's cool it's saturday it's my day to have some time i'll just talk to god about this one because i'm feeling really terrible uh i um i'm one of those people like you know you want to get things perfect you want to do right you want to be better etc etc so when this happened i felt really terrible and so i leave the house some hours later to spend time with god you know my own personal time and the question came to my mind i really believe that god presented me with this question how can you go from indulgence of self to intimacy with god how can you go from indulgence for, for self to in, intimacy with God? I just binge watched. <laughs> I just binge watched Heroes like for four, almost four hours thinking that, okay, now I'm about that's a couple hours later, I'm going to go have some personal time with the Lord, go deep with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so how can I go from indulgence of self to intimacy with God? So, of course, in my mind, I'm thinking I'll do just like I've done in the past. Yes, I feel guilty for the foolish decision I made, but I'll pray and I'll ask the Lord for forgiveness. I'll then put on some soothing worship music for about 10 to 15 minutes to set the atmosphere and then get into, the, into God's word. But before I could do anything, the Holy Spirit immediately reminded me of a scripture. And this was a scripture. First Corinthians 13, verse 11 said, when I was a child. I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man or adult, I put away the I put the ways of childhood behind me. And so, you know, when studying the Bible, you want to do an exegesis of the text, uh, get clarity of it and all that. Uh, but I'm not going to go into that because instead of me studying the context of this passage, it was like a mirror peering into my life in the childish ways I continued to do in the present. And the question is, what were the childish things that I was doing? So I sat there and thought, not dealing with my emotions is what I did as a child. See, at this point, in my, at this point I'm feeling terrible, but I was just going to kind of gloss over the terrible feeling by doing some shallow repentance, you know? And so, but what I, that's what I used to do. But God in this moment is like, nah, I'm calling you to become an emotionally healthy being, an emotionally healthy person. So I've been so used to suppressing my emotions 
masquerading it as high tolerance. I have a high tolerance. <laughs> and I do. The only difference of my emotional dealing from childhood to now was that I went from blowing up at people because I would suppress the feelings and then I began to blow up at people to now that I'm a adult, I realize I can't blow up at people. So I'm just going to go on autopilot, being physically there, but mentally gone. I still don't know how to, I still didn't know how to deal with my emotions, you know? So right there, after I came to the revelation, the Lord hit me with another scripture. I'm like, oh my gosh, it keeps just, it just keep coming. Proverbs chapter 20, verse five. The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. And typically when we hear this uh, passage, because what it's talking about is drawing out uh, the things that drawn out from someone, uh, what they're going through. Uh, and so a person of insight can do that for someone else. They can get that person to uh, go deep within their heart, think within their heart. And so, again, I read this passage. I thought about it. And the question that came to me was this. Are you insightful enough to draw out the things in your own heart? Can you begin to understand your own emotions and deal with them? Can you go deep and take the steps to go deep and draw out the motives, the emotions, and the thoughts behind the purposes of your heart? And I was like, dang, man, that's good. <laughs> So I started doing the work. I clearly felt terrible, terrible. I felt guilty. But why? And, and, and sometimes when we are emotional, we stop at these one word feelings. And like when we're dealing with when we think we are dealing with our emotions, we stop at these one worded feelings saying, OK, I'm, I'm feeling terrible. I'm feeling guilty. OK, I understand how I feel now. I, I think I'm good. And now I can go, you know, kind of rectify things. But no. We want to go deep and draw those deep things out, the, the, uh, get into the deep waters and draw them out. And so I had to uh, ask myself why, because there are thoughts behind the feelings. And so to truly understand our emotions, we have to understand the, the thoughts behind them. So I felt, again, I felt terrible. I felt guilty indulging in entertainment. Going deeper, I realized that I was disappointed in myself. I, re I thought and felt stupid and foolish that's what i thought about myself i i thought that i was a failure i i felt that because of the failure because of the stupid and foolish thing i felt that i had to prove myself wrong that i'm not foolish or not stupid um then also the feeling of needing to be perfect i felt like that i was not cut out to be an entrepreneur a husband or a father or a leader etc i didn't feel cut out for it I was like, I'm not perfect. I can't do this. And how can I lead anyone else if I cannot lead myself? I felt like in that moment, the lowest person on earth, I felt like I needed to be perfect. I felt weak. I felt weak. And this is where God again began to remind me of his word. And it's, it was really awesome. It's because I got to the point where I needed help. And this is what um, the Lord, you know, uh, spoke to me. And it was Romans chapter eight, verse 26 says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Second Corinthians 12 verses nine through eight says, but he, God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. 
my power is made perfect in weakness. And also 2 Corinthians 13 uh, verse 4 says, For to be sure, he, Jesus, was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. Likewise, we are weak in him, yet by God's power, we will live with him in our dealings with you. So, yes, these are definitely different passages, different scriptures. But the key thing in all of these is the spirit helps us. My power, God's power is made perfect in weakness. Uh, it highlights these scriptures, highlight, God, highlights God's power in the work that he uh, that he does. So as a child, going back to the scripture that from earlier, putting away childish things as a child. I would have left my emotional dealings to surface level. But now that I put away childish behaviors and dealt with my emotions, understanding them and realizing that I am weak. And it wasn't just wordplay, you know, the common Christian thing we say, uh, like, oh, man, I feel weak. Like, you know, uh, God, you know, God's power. He, I need God's strength. I need God's grace, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It truly finally became real. Because as I read the truth in the Bible and what God says concerning weakness, I had a deeper grasp and understanding of God's power being present for me in my weakness, being present for me in my dealings of why I felt the way I felt with. I had a I had a greater understanding of my need for God. It's amazing, you know, when you are dealing with your emotions in a healthy way that it brings you back to a place where you need God. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Anywho, when we are honest with ourselves, with our emotions, there'll be times when you feel weak, but the common denominator for us is reliance on the grace and power of God. So how could you ever know your need for his grace and power if you never fully understand the depth of your weakness? If you uh, never realize your weakness in, uh, I would have never realized my weakness and deal with my emotions. Uh, but the beautiful thing about understanding our emotions and the thoughts behind them is that it paves a way for greater neediness on God. And this leads us to the scripture that we started with earlier. Hebrews chapter four through 16. <laughs> I left 16 out purposely uh, for this very reason. Um, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Continuing to read in 16 says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. In reading this, it shows that Christ Jesus, who is our high priest, knows and understands what it means to deal with emotions because he has gone through everything that we also have gone through, yet without sin. He didn't allow his emotions to control him, nor did he ever dismiss his emotions. Growing up, I thought that a man or how a man should operate is to be strong and emotionless. If you're going to cry, you hold it all together, you cry behind the doors and stuff like that. I understand that. Okay, 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 whatever, you know? <laughs> but, like, I never was taught how to really deal with my emotions in a healthy and mature way. And then when I did learn how to deal with my emotions, I thought it was okay to suppress them. Jesus Christ, he didn't allow his emotions to control him, nor did he 
uh, dismiss his emotions. He dealt with them. He understood them. We see it in the Bible when it says that Jesus wept. In that moment of him weeping, he did not dismiss what he was feeling. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, feeling anguish and all these uh, just, just, just pain, you know, he didn't allow his feelings to control his purpose. He was emotionally healthy. Of course, he's God. <laughs> so Christ Jesus can empathize with us in dealing with our emotions. And if you don't know how uh, to deal with your emotions or a way to be emotionally healthy, here are some practical ways in doing so, okay? Approach God and ask the Holy Spirit to help you in dealing with your emotions. This is what we, uh, that's what we read in Hebrews chapter 4, uh, 14 through 16. It says, in our time of need, if you don't know how to uh, deal with your emotions, if you don't know where to start, the best place you can start I, is prayer. Just go to the Lord in your time of need. God, I, I feel terrible. I feel, uh, I feel sad. Help me go deeper. <laughs> Show me how to deal with this emotion. Show me the thoughts that are behind it. So ask God, ask the Holy Spirit to help you in dealing with your emotions. And the second thing is ask why, 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 and why again until you get to the root of the issue. Uh, the, another practical part is to go see a therapist. <laughs> I've been in counseling before, um, and I am a big, I'm a big proponent of therapy. But, you know, I think in life, we can get caught up in the busyness of life. And like, man, I don't have time for a therapist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But go see a therapist if you uh, if you are able to do so. Uh, a good, wholesome therapist. <laughs> and also, I would say learn from those who have gone before you. What that means is if there's an organization you trust or you can research, please do so because there are many who have gone before us and they have learned a lot about emotional health and emotional wellness. And it is something that I'm a big proponent of and would highly encourage you to check out. Um, other than that, that's all I have. Thank you once again for listening to Refine and Refresh. This is Ralph Monroe. And as always, continue to fight the good fight of faith, fight to spend time in God's word, and continue to fight just to be with the Lord. Peace.